And of course, it is a youth day today as we mark the 39th anniversary of the 1976 Soweto uprisings. And of course, you know, the question we've uh, been running with on our Twitter timeline this morning, we asked you, you know, what does this day mean to you? But it's more than that, because there are so many other questions that stem from that that still need to be asked and answered. And I think we forget about the indomitable spirit of the youth of 1976 and what they stood for and how they refused to have their dreams deferred and they stood up and made sure that they will not, as Fervurt wanted them to be, hewers of wood and drawers of water. They were not going to be that. They were not going to be defied. And they stood up to fight for quality education in the dreams and the hope and the aspiration that that would propel them to a better life as young South Africans in this land. So what have we become? 39 years after that fateful day. Where are we at today? You know, uh, if we look at June 16th and the meaning of this day for our youth today, where are we at? What are we doing, South Africa? Let's reflect. Let's talk about these things, you know, from a very honest and authentic place in our souls. Let's ask, have we acknowledged the role that was played by ordinary South Africans in the struggle for our liberation You know, we need to be honest about these things. Otherwise, 10 years from today, our children may not even know exactly what happened on this day. And will we be happy with that situation? So let's talk about this. 891 The lines are open. You can call us. You can SMS us on the number 34701. And you can tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM. And just to introduce our um, uh, panel this morning, we have Umar Bacha, who is uh, the CEO and founder of South African History Online.
um, Zizi Godwa of the ANC. Also with us, Professor Itumeleng Musala, who is president of the Azanian People's Organization, and Mbulelo Musi, who is a military veteran, someone who left the country in 1976. Thanks for speaking to us this morning. morning. We also have with us Professor Itumeleng Musala, president of the Azanian People's Organization, Azapo. Thanks for your time as well. Good morning and good morning to your listeners. And also joining us is uh, Umar Bacha, who is uh, the CEO and founder of South African History Online. You're welcome uh, to Mr. Bacha. Morning, Sakina, and to your listeners and to my colleagues on the panel. Hi, Omar. Good morning. Hi. Morning. Now, uh, gentlemen, you know, as we open this discussion, I mean, the question is pretty straightforward. Um, You know, when we look at June 16th, um, 1976, and we look at the events of that That particular day day, and and also what what happened happened, um, in Soweto and events that that took place in other places subsequently, we look at that and we ask ourselves, have we acknowledged the role that was played by ordinary South Africans in the struggle for our liberation. And of course, that stems from the fact that it would seem as though only certain people seem to have struggle credentials in this country. Only certain people are celebrated as those who brought us liberation in this country. But what about the ordinary South Africans who were here in South Africa on the streets of Soweto and Nyanga and Langa and wherever else, you know, uh, the nooks and crannies of this country? Have we sufficiently acknowledge the role that they played, Professor Mosala? Well, the answer is no, we haven't. Um, I, th- I don't think there has been a, a deliberate plot or plan uh, to exclude the, the, rest, the, the rest of the people and to exclude the role that people have played. Um, history writers tend to do this kind of thing and um, people who celebrate events tend to do this sort of thing but obviously Sakina the role played by our parents the role played by workers I mean we even forget that um, as a backdrop to the events of 1976 there were powerful uh, uh, strikes that took place in the early 70s in this country that already began to create a political climate uh, against which the events of 76 should be seen. So no, we haven't done so, but it was an enormous role played by ordinary people, by domestics in the places where they worked, by teachers who were secretly and quietly making a contributions, and of course by people in universities who were not the June 76 crowd necessarily, but who were propagating, and Omar will remember those days, uh, the role of the Black Consciousness Movement uh, under the, you know, the, 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 the leadership of people like Nkhopo Sitiro. And then and, and by not doing that, Omar Bacha, are we not diluting our history? Is it not then, you know, part of the reason why 39 years after 16 June 1976, people think that it's okay to have a picnic uh, to, you know, somehow celebrate this day, commemorate it, to mark this day? Well, no, we, we, we're not really putting our you know, our resources into rewriting our history in a way that allows the voice of the ordinary person who is involved at grassroots level to emerge. Um, you know, we, as a, and the, the, in 20 years, the government has put together a whole lot of programs of memorializing 
the history of South Africa in, in so many different ways. Some very successful, others really very badly done. And 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 but so that's the one the one issue that we, we are not doing enough. It's not also it's not something that can be done overnight. It it's a long term program. You know, South African history online this year turns this month actually turns fifteen. For 15 years, we've been as an independent, non-sectarian organization, have been, without government support, putting together a history that tries to speak to the, 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 the narrative of the ordinary, plus, you know, of, of the various organizations. Um, and, and, you know, it, it requires the whole nation to work towards this. We shouldn't be just dependent on the state. Um, and, 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 you know, we should be um, marshalling all of our resources. And, the, you know, the sad thing is also that we have only now the government is recognizing that history needs to be made compulsory. Um, and, 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 but at the same time, we don't produce enough historians. In fact, mm. history departments in these yeah. countries are now. dying. Mm. And, 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 and that, of course, is a worrying thing. But, you know, um, you spoke about uh, just now, uh, Professor Mosala, you mentioned Onkopotse um, Tiro. Uh, uh, and you think about names like those and, 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 and the fact that our youth have no inkling of what it is or who it is that you are talking about when you mention, um, you know, certain things surely is worrying. But Mulelo um, Musi, I mean, you are someone who was there. You left the country in 1976. And maybe you can just recount for us your story because the, the other beauty of uh, June 16th is that there are so many stories. Everybody who was there has a story to tell. But do share with us yours. Uh, thanks, Akina, um, for the opportunity. Um, indeed, one is humbled to have been part of what an event I will say turned the history and the course of our history in 1976. Because people recall that at the time I was just about, I just turned 18 years old and uh, aspiring to get education, aspiring to be somebody in life who's going to contribute to the welfare of my family, my community, and the nation. Yet there, there was a regime that was imposing up, up, up Africans to us as a medium of instruction, which was going to limit our scope of participation in many ways than one, whether it's in terms of scientific uh, aspects of life and other professionals, because people should recognize that Africans is a medium only spoken in two countries, Namibia, because it was under apartheid, and South Africa. So if you're out of these countries, in many hundreds of countries, you would not have been able to interact professionally with peoples of the world to be able to express yourself, to be able to, uh, to give your, your, your own talent to the, to the world and our country. So we said, no, it can't. So when we resisted on that day, as we were protesting on that day, then we were shot with bullets. We had no choice at that time. We were just using uh, 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 dustbin leads. We were using stones to fight against tear gas, people being shot, others being arrested, etc., etc. We had no choice. And we, rec we actually recalled what Mandela had said. The time comes in the life of any nation when there remain only two choices, submit or fight. Some of us chose not to submit. We said we'll carry on with the struggle. We had heard that the ANC 
uh, Abla, etc. Et MK, MK in exile had, 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 had been able to, to, to have weapons that can make us be able to respond to the brutality of the regime. So some of us left the country, left our beloved ones, left our families, and made a sacrifice to join. I joined Mkondo Sizwe, and I was able to be trained, not easily in terms of emotions. I, I remembered our parents and everything, but we said, some of us have to sacrifice so that we can have the democracy that we now enjoy. We are now 39 years down the line. The issue is that we believe that significant achievements have been made in terms of the aspiration of freedom. However, a lot needs to be done in terms of economic freedom that's going to make sure that we consolidate and make a better life for all. It was not an easy experience. To me, this, this day evokes mixed memories. Mixed memories of sadness when I saw some of my friends being shot in front of me. Memories of my friends being detained. Memories of also anxiety where we're not sure where we're going, who we'll meet, whether we'll survive in exile. Lucky me, I survived for almost 17 years in exile. I'm back now. I'm saying to the youth of today, what the, those sacrifices meant, they must be translated into all of us working together to make a South Africa that is better for all. And um, Zizi Kotwa has now joined us, our spokesperson for the African National Congress. Uh, Zizi, thanks for your time this morning. And, and just looking at where we are today, um, 39 years after the events of uh, June 16, 1976, are you satisfied with what our youth you know, are doing today as we speak to actually mark this day? Thank you very much, Sakina. I must also thank you for having chosen to have this important debate on such an historic day because uh, politically we always say history is not made by kings or queens. It is made by people. It is always important that we recognize the role of the people. And I think the importance of your question is relevant to what I've just said. And thanks very much to the guests, to your comrades and the tower. I, I don't think Thank we expect you. of youth of today to be, to be exactly as the youth of 1976 because the dispensation, the context is different. And I think that um, bravery of young people who faced an enemy, a very um, dangerous enemy called apartheid, is different today, because the youth of today are faced with enormous opportunities. They live under democracy, they live under a democratic state, which, among others, is an expression of the first clause of the Freedom Charter that people shall cover. And we have lived that clause since 1994. But the issue which I think we all must ask, how far as a democratic state, as a people, we have answered the question of the aspirations of the youth of 1976, including the youth of today. Certainly the youth of today, majority of them, we don't find them in political organizations, for example. They are not in the youth league, they are not in the youth wings, they are in churches, they are in sports, they are in arts, they are everywhere. It's because we are in democracy, so they've got opportunities to be associated but how to the extent that the association in those bodies, uh, we are able to mobilize them, but also they carry forward the aspiration of June 16, 1976. And I think we have moved a long way as a country. The challenge of today cannot be the same as the challenge of 1976 facing young people. And I think young people, uh, in terms of addressing their issues, were far from addressing some of the aspirations of 1976, but a lot has been done. Well, the question we are asking on the forum at eight this morning, have we acknowledged the role played by ordinary South Africans in the struggle for our liberation? And uh, the lines are open, 891 You can SMS us on the number 34701, and you can also tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM.
The winter night in Grahamstown will be getting a whole lot hotter in July when the Standard Bank Jazz Festival returns featuring artists from 15 countries. With SAFM as the official radio partner, you won't miss a second of the best live jazz to take the stage this year. Featuring Lionel Lueke, the Stockholm Jazz Orchestra, Standard Bank young artist Nduduzo Makatini, Ray Piri, Bittenberg and Oliver Mdukuti. Make sure you book now at nationalartsfestival.co.za and join SAFM in Grahamstown from the 2nd to the 11th of July for the Standard Bank Jazz Festival. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. On the Forum at 8 this morning, uh, have we acknowledged the role played by ordinary South Africans in the struggle for our liberation? That's what we're asking uh, to commemorate Youth Day. Just reading some of your messages here, Sithe Ngobese says, On this day, um, I'd be happy to see young people reject statism and demand liberty property rights and free trade. A few others, uh, Chimurenga says, I'm a lecturer at a university and I know that you are what you are talking about. Young people don't know about Tiro, about Sobukwe, about Zef at L. And uh, Kulu SD says, uh, this is the day that I deferred my education for the liberation of my motherland. And this is the day that I became a man. So uh, let's talk about it. 891 is the call-in number. Uh, Pasiga, you calling from Tata. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Such a good and a relevant topic. <clears throat> the Thank answer you. SK to your question would be, a resounding no, based on two illuminating uh, incidents and areas. Right where I am in Mtata, there's a place called Mbut in Baldea. In that area, I normally call it an epicenter of the struggle, albeit the fact that uh, it did not receive the glare and the publicity of the media because Men and women in that area, I talk of ordinary men and women, were arrested, were detained, and had their, uh, uh, what you call, siblings, uh, I mean, hanged uh, because of their participation in the struggle. And that, uh, I believe, Sakina, that has never uh, been uh, publicized. Point number two. South Africa will recall that uh, there is an interesting trial which emanated out of the June 16 uprising. It was called the Secret Betal 18 trial. It mm. was held in what is today in Bumalana. Mm-hmm. Today, Sakina, as we speak, I do remember uh, vividly that uh, there are four awaiting trial, uh, what you call prisoners, who died in police custody. They were Samuel Malinga and Aaron Koza. And today, the role of those people has still not been acknowledged. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pasika in Mtata. And, 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 and that's what I love. You know, let's hear those names. Let's hear about those people whom perhaps uh, we have not sufficiently paid attention to and their role in the struggle for our liberation. Mishak at the University of Stellenbosch, good morning. Yeah, morning, morning, guys. Um, what's such an interesting topic. Yeah, um, I think uh, for me, uh, the youth uh, nowadays uh, is not uh, being uh, highly informed, especially we fail to level the, the, the playing field from the base level. Uh, even the curriculum, we don't uh, 
teach the youth about the history of South Africa. I mean, even um, uh, the youth of 1976, what they've done, I mean, for so I think we, we should level the the, <clears throat> the base level, uh, teach the youth more, even uh, incorporate such ideas in the curriculum. Because I've seen the South African history online, but most people are are not well aware. They, I mean, they are not knowledgeable. Those things we are not proud of. We are and we. I think as as this got have said before, the times have changed, the context has changed, and you know most of the things have changed. I think I think it's time we even even from the base level we should I think level the playing field. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Mishak calling us from the University of Stellenbosch. Treasurer, you, uh, Treasurer, you are in Hazy View. Good morning. Morning, okay. Hi. Yes, uh, you are as said. Uh, you know, uh, with the subject of history, it is quite disappointing to that, that many people are also taking it down and even the government, even also to the to the institutions of higher learning, yet it, it doesn't still get a recognition when counting the funds. But history is another subject which is very important to us as South Africans. But yet, still the government is doing nothing to make sure that they take it to another level so that it can get recognition. Many youth of this country do not know the history of the 76 uprising so so it's a problem many it should be compulsory to each and everyone whom is at school whether you are doing math physics whatever history should be there all right thanks so much treasurer and those of course are some of the comments coming through azania native on my twitter timeline says in my area azapo was fighting from within and sadly they've been removed from history and the anc is portrayed as being the only liberators of this country lubanzi says it was uh, through black consciousness that black youth became militant and had to face apartheid bullies and uh, we're going to take a call now uh, mrs uh, mcmillan in durban good morning uh, good morning, Sakina. First of all, I must say you I absolutely admire you. Your programs are wonderful. I am 90 years old. But yesterday in the Mercury, there was a letter which moved me so much. It was a, a letter from a man, a student, a journalist at Stellenbosch University called Sonicus. And she wrote a letter to, a letter to Hector Peterson. You did not die in vain. And really, that has moved me so much, that letter. If you can give me your address, I will send you a copy. Certainly will. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Mrs. McMillan, out in Durban. I'm going to put you back to our producers, and uh, they will give you the details there. So let's hear, let's talk about this. Uh, Let me get back to the panel just quickly to reflect on what our listeners have said thus far. Um, uh, uh, Omar Bacha, let me just start with you with what uh, Pasiga was saying, you know, uh, talking about uh, so many uh, important, you know, footprints in our history that just seem to have been forgotten or have been lost, that we simply are not, you know, making as much of a fuss about these things and remembering them perhaps as we should? Well, you know, there is a failure of memory, um, but it's, it's not that, you know, there, there, there is a crisis uh, in, in our education. Uh, there is a crisis of confidence among the youth who basically say, well, what, what you know, what has freedom brought to us? So, but they, you know, it's it's a process. It's a project. 
we as a nation have to uh, face up to and, and, and make sure that we acknowledge the role that people played. Because to acknowledge the role is to remember what are the values that drove the revolution. What are the values that that need to be asserted now? Um, and 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 you know, in many ways, the the tide is turning because students have risen again and 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 have now put the issue of history and the curriculum. And, and transformation of the whole education system and the values of the present education system on the agenda. So it's not all doom and gloom, but it requires a, a very concerted effort by everyone concerned. You know, I just want to give you an example. It, you know, 10 years ago, we started a thing called the Albert Latuli Young Historians Project with the Department of Education. We initiated it at, as, as a history. And that project asked for, you know, got the young people to go out into their communities and to document the lives of people who played a role in bringing about change. It was an incredible project. It still runs, but there's not enough resources put into the project. Not enough schools are doing it. Uh, but what is being done is, is quite incredible. So, it, you know, our students generally are interested in history, and then there's a large number who've just fallen out of the of the radar. You know, there, there's a massive uh, number of people who do not complete edu- they, they, they education. They fall out for so many reasons. Mm. And the crisis continues, but there is an effort and we need to put more into it. You know, on our website, we are the large, one of the largest biography projects in the country. You know, we've got 7,000 biographies and about 20,000 names of people who've played a role in, in the struggle. Uh, and, and we have asked people to come forward and tell us about these people. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. Mm. People don't know or are just lazy. Sorry, I just have to say that. You know, people phoned us and said, well, we'll send you something about my, our parents, and then nothing happens. Um, you know, we get inquiries. An average of 10 people a day come to our site and ask us or send us information. So there is a process, but, you know, we have to also look at what the state does and how it commemorates events. You know, it, 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 it doesn't get down to the grassroots. It is big events with lots of music and not enough reflection. All right, I want to bring Zizi Kotwa in there because, you know, to respond to that first and foremost, but also uh, to talk about, um, you know, this notion that perhaps um, other people, uh, the contribution, the role played by others in the struggle has basically been uh, written out by the ANC as the victors, as it were. We can never be arrogant about the role played by all South Africans, black and white. That's why we continue to recognize individuals and collective uh, associations and people who played an important role to put us where we are. And I think that in, we may not reach every individual because if we acknowledge that all South Africans played a role, what we must do, given the responsibility we have now, we must address and make sure that the aspirations of the society that all South Africans aspired to 
that is achieved, for an example, democratic, non-sexist, non-racial, and prosperous South Africa. This is what we must do. I don't think young people today are necessarily uh, not interested in politics, as one caller has suggested. In fact, the levels of youth activism are on the rise. But again, they are on the rise on a different context because we can't expect them to cross the Limpopo River to join NK at the moment. There is no such a thing as underground structures. They must be active in the country. That's why not so long ago, I think one of the guests spoke about the roads must fall campaigns led by the youth. Each generation must define its own agenda. And I think young people today are beginning to suggest to the country a democratic state that you have negotiated transformation for the past 21 years. We are getting impatient as young people. Correctly, so they are right. They say we want you as a democratic state to move faster in terms of transformation. And we accept that point. And I think we have negotiated enough transformation. We must now demand transformation. We cannot also leave and appreciate as we celebrate 39 years of day with high levels of unemployment among the youth. We've got to do something drastically in order to change the structure and the management of our economy so that it must create jobs for our people. And I think for us to be able to answer the question, whether have we honored everybody, in order to honor every South African, we must make sure that we achieve the dream of a democratic, non-racial, and non-sexist South Africa. But of course, we must acknowledge everybody who played an important role, although historical fact is that the ANC has been at the forefront of the liberation of South mm. Africa, working together with many other liberation movements, including Azapo. But, but do we do that? Because if we are being honest, if we think about it, um, you know, um, Umar Bacha mentioned now again um, Albert Lutuli. And then there are names, Nelson Mandela, um, you know, there are the Mbekis, the Sisulus, and, 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 and there are certain names that come up time and time again, where, to the exclusion, uh, for the most part, of all others. Uh, Professor Mosala, what's your take on that? Okay, I actually want to go back to your other question. <laughs> your <laughs> question. My, my, my thing is the problem we have with um, June 16 beginning to become um, uh, not so much a commemoration, but more of a celebration that makes other people feel like they are, you know, they, they can't associate or identify with, has to do with the fact that we have not interpreted the meaning of the events of June 16. June 16 was not just a protest movement. It was not just um, chance events taking place. It was a revolution taking place in the country. And it's a revolution that has not been allowed to, you know, to let its tentacles penetrate and permeate um, the, the proper making and remaking of the South African society. Uh, Zizi made a very important point uh, uh, earlier on about the fact that young people are, 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 are have, have have tasted the benefits and the fruits of of freedom, but ironically, it is those benefits of freedom that has taken them out of politics, and that's what that's what we're not coming to terms with. Why is it that if people are feeling that they have been freed, that they have been given democracy, why is it that they are not g- engaging in that which gave them the democracy? There is something wrong with the way in which we have interpreted uh, uh, or the meaning 
of of what happened in 76 if we go back to the fact that we had a revolution in this country and the revolution happened um uh, in a manner that turned uh, the society around radically and irreversibly uh, if we can go back to that young people will know that their responsibility today is to also make history. See, history is not something that happens in the past only. It has to be happening now. And South Africa has stopped making history at the moment. Mbulena mm. Musi, um, what's your take on that? Yeah, I would like to echo what the, the Prof and, and Zizi have said. Um, my, my take as uh, is that um, we must not narrowly define recognition. Mm. Recognition must be holistic in the sense that the context has changed. Yes, history and memorialization and honoring are but one element of a recognition. Recognition of June 16 and its significance and the youth of today must take economic factors into consideration, social factors into consideration, in terms of job creation, access to education, and many other things. In fact, what I do know now is that, for instance, the Department of Arts and Culture is having a program of people telling their stories. That is part of ensuring that we, we, do, not, we do not forget those, those unsung heroes and heroines. So every South African, to me, it is not a government issue. It is about society as a whole beginning to make sure that we recognize the, the contributions made by people. And that will take government working together with all sectors of society, especially communities. I like the point that was made about the Bethel trial, mm-hmm. where in fact we're reminded that we must celebrate and honor those who are unspoken heroes and heroines who died. So to the extent that communities must come with their names at a community level, engage government, engage all sectors of society to say, all of us must dare not forget where we come from. Mm. But even more importantly, we must be able to make a statement that says, now that the, st- the, the context has changed, as we memorialize and honor, and honor those who have sacrificed from 1976 to, to, to date, as we move forward, that recognition must go beyond symbolic public relations exercise. It must be give, begin to give expression to the ideal of a better life that we all aspire for. And a better life cannot only come through statues and other forms of recognition. They are important for history, but real recognition is when people change their lives for the better, get better employment, and are able then to live better lives. Because we believe our country has so much to offer. And to the extent that as we honor those who died for freedom, we must be able to say we work even harder together as society with government to make sure that we, help, we reach our dream. And of course, uh, so many other important events, and we could sit here all day running through all of them. Um, you look at, uh, you know, significant events through the decades, the um, 1952 defiance campaign. You look at the Rivonia treason trial, the anti-pass demonstrations. There are just so many. And I think, uh, as uh, our panel has pointed out, what is important is for people to come out tell those stories but also who do they tell those stories to um, because you know is it going to help us if a group of peers sit around a table and uh, recall and you know, recount what happened on a particular day on a particular occasion who should they be telling those stories to and how do we make sure that our children our youth actually get to know the history of this country we should stop being apologetic and pretend that it is a dirty word that it uh, yeah, that we should actually know who we are where we came from and what shaped us today sometimes i just think we are too apologetic as a nation but those are just my views tell me what yours are oh eight nine one one oh four two oh eight let's go to joseph in centurion good morning joseph madam how are you well and you 
I'm very good to you and your uh, your guest and listeners. Welcome. Madam, I mean, uh, I want to contribute on the issue that goes on today, and uh, I'm very good uh, about of your show. Madam, you know, on this issue, I don't know um, uh, the late Mr. Hector Peterson was the only one who fought for this uh, the U.S. That it was going on in this country for the previous 40 years. As you check, you go to the rural area, you go wherever, you find people the U.S. are suffering. Not just because of what they are not educated. The ignorance of our government, looking only on their own side. Remember, ANC was not only striking in party force, fighting against apartheid. It was a lot of parties, those they were there. And other people are still arrested. For APLA, as an example, for another some of the MKMF. But coming out, the issue is that how those people have been dealt to compensate them. Not only maybe compensating them, but to assist the another new generation. Okay, that's Joseph in Centurion. Let's speak to Monica in Orlando. Good morning. Good morning. Sakina, you speak with such vigor in your voice when you talk about this. Anyway, never mind that. This one is for Mr. Gordo and his organization. Please make sure your communication style is such that it does not create the expectation of entitlement this is what will make every youth of today get into education and know that they've got to have self-respect and that everybody has to work, has to do something to pass in school and not because they're black, not because they come from a family which was in the struggle. But I also want to ask Sakina, 35 years ago it was stopped, uh, I, I, I didn't hear uh, the mention of Dr. Edelstein. Do you know the name Dr. Edelstein? No, you're going to tell me now. Monica. Dr. Edelstein was working in Soweto. I know now. Work. I know now who he is. And yes. nothing is mentioned. This is why you forgot about yes. it. Yes. Please let's speak history as it should be. Mr. Omar, this is your department also. Let's not change it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Monica, thanks so much uh, for that reminder um, of Walk Down Memory Lane. And then and, and you've also just reminded me uh, who told me the story about the, uh, the doctor. It was um, she passed away this year. How can that name escape me now? Um, uh Mum Sophie Dima, um, who uh, used to work for The World, and, 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 and she was one of the journalists on duty on that particular day and uh, really was an honor and a privilege to speak to her as she told the story of what happened because it was in their car that they took um, the wounded Hector Peterson to hospital. So, But that's another story, um, you know. But thanks so much for reminding us about that, Monica. Bonagela and Kailicha, good morning. Very good morning, Mr. and your guest. You know, what is interesting with this uh, event of today, we always hear it every year. The very same story of much has been done, there's much that needs to be done, things such as that one. You know, I'm, 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 I'm actually not a youth, 
I'm about 50 years of age. I'm a driver working through labor brokering. And then, you know, the young men that I spoke with uh, where I'm working yesterday, they, they, they just told me they are not interested. Why? You know, these young chaps, they are graduates, but you can still be employed through labor, labor brokering system. So with regard to this different uh, jobs the government is talking about, you know, that's what is interesting, and you, you ask yourself a lot of questions as to, this is a graduate, they talk of his experience, this young man can apply, they can see he's a graduate, but the only way of employment today is a system. Hence, you, 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 you ask, I, I don't actually blame them, and in fact, I'm always looking forward, I'm looking forward Yeah, what is the new promises they are going to say today? Because you, you, even today, they're going to say new things. But the lives of these young uh, graduates, girls and boys, still continuing. The unemployment rate, and with the, with the young graduates that are unemployed, it's very huge. So we really definitely cannot deny that. If people, they tend to be, you understand, defensive and say nice things on the radio, it doesn't work. You, you, you notice mm. this thing that I'm saying now. An example, you go and see the attendance at the stadium. You, you're going to see and tell yourself, this is what Bonagale said. Okay. Thank you so much, Bonagale and Kailicha. Eddie in Edenvale, good morning. Uh, good morning, Sukina. You know, thank goodness there's, there's uh, SAFM and the wonderful SAFM pres- presenters like you and many others that keep these important topics front and foremost because many in many other sectors, other stations, they just bury this. Uh, um, it's, it's very moving to, to hear of these Soweto students. You know, I spent most of my life under apartheid. It was a terrible system. Uh, the, the apartheid forces were so powerful that I thought I'd never see in my lifetime an end to it. But these, uh, I, you know, when I was 16 years old and a, a young a, a youth, I, I was wet behind the years. My, uh, the years, uh, my life consisted of playing football in the park and chasing girls. But these yet brave young people risked their lives, and. I feel the ANC is, is, is distorting history. They succeeded in doing that. If a, if a tourist from overseas or a, 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 a visitor from Mars comes here, they must think that it's only Mandela that liberated this country. Uh, names like Sabukwe, Biko have been airbrushed out. Uh, Biko's got a little statue outside the East London Town Hall, City Hall there. And, and this is what the ANC succeeded in doing. But I just want to conclude by, by saying the, the, even the name Soweto Day and Sharpful Day, iconic days like that that were the turning points, have been watered down. They should, right through the 80s, the 1980s, workers from the townships called it Soweto Day and Sharpful Day, and they stayed away from work. They, they celebrated those, uh, those days as they were. It's, uh, it started off in Soweto. That was the hub, and then it rapidly spread to Alex and right around the country, but Soweto was the hub. We don't sufficiently recognize these young kids, 
and uh, places in America they don't water down Martin Luther King Day or the or the Jews Holocaust Day. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Eddie. Uh, Tema in Emadateni. Good morning. Good morning, my sister in your panel. Well, I would like to blame squarely our ANC mm-hmm. government for the other the other heroes and heroines which are not recognised. For instance, history books at schools is written in a manner that favours the ANC. I salute them that they created an awareness in the international world as far as apartheid is concerned. For instance, Dr. Nelson Mandela was the, not the only political prisoner in Robben Island. What about Mr. Robert Sobuko, who was in a solitary confinement, living in a house alone in Robben Island? His office in Khalishe, mm-hmm. where I've been there writing history on him, is vandalised. Nothing the, the ANC government has done. We only know about Mr. Steve Bigo, partly. Our government is not doing anything about that. This reminds me of Professor Chapman in the early 50s when the ANC took over on the 26th of... I mean, when the, the Nationalist Party took over on the 26th of May 1948. The Nationalist Party government said they, they are rewriting the South African history. He said, are you rewriting the South African history or writing propaganda? We no longer have photographs of Mr. Helen Sussman in Parliament, but she fought for the country. The last challenge I would like also to include Professor Itumele Musale that he should continue with what they were doing before this country was liberated. Having workshops, uh, telling people about the role people, other heroes played in the South African history. Thank you so much. Um, Temba, let's go to welcome now. Archie, good morning. Good morning to the panel. And firstly, what I would like to comment about, but now I'll just mention it here. I mean, your, your panel reminds me of the, the I mean, DA in the, in, in the Western Cape where you've got only one woman and uh, surrounded by a lot of guys as if women, women of South Africa have never been part of the struggle. I, I wonder what, how, how will I mean, uh, that this easy respond to NG about that situation. The point is that now you'll find that now uh, the people say the government is doing nothing. Maybe they should go to the province called the Free State, where you find that now the youth is a, a daily bread, I mean, every day to receive a daily bread empowerment, where the premier does not, I mean, is sending the people all over the, the world. He does not send them, he leads them to India, he leads them to China, he leads them to those places, so as to say, you shall not get an experience which your, your, your brothers and fathers receive. For example, this struggle seems to be civilized. What do I, do I mean? If you are not in a, in a city, you will not know what is happening in the rural areas, in, in towns. For example, during 76 to about uh, the decade of 76, I was, I mean, at rural north where the police, I mean, uh, did an opposite of the Trojan horse. They were stood in a, I mean, at a bridge where they could shoot far away and killing massacring about 15 children. What I'm saying, the progress goes on. Thank you so much, Archie, and welcome. Soli and Leandel, good morning. Hi, Sakina and your guest. Mine is a short one. Uh, year in and year out, we express our unhappiness about the manner in which the youth is uh, spending this day. So I'd like maybe, I can see that we don't have time anymore, but I'd like maybe uh, any one of the panel to paint out how the youth is supposed to, pay, uh, to, to spend the day. Maybe a young person who has woken up at 6 o'clock, 
just to tell us how we're supposed to, 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 to pay the debt because we are not happy about the manner in which they do it now. And I think that's a good note on which to end it, Solly and Leondale. And I'm going to ask our panel to do just that because we are out of time and maybe each of you could just very briefly tell us what do you think would be the best way for our youth to actually commemorate this day. Let's start with you, Zizi Kodwa. I don't think we must look at them in terms of their presence at the stadiums because rallies uh, to some of them may not talk to their issues. For example, today I'm addressing a picnic somewhere in the north of Johannesburg that is attended by many young people who are very enthusiastic, who want to know about the history of June 16. And I think generally young people must celebrate them in whatever way possible, but they must honor this day and recognize that they've got a role to play as okay. a living generation going forward. Omar Bacha? just been looking at a lot of invitations uh, that I get or notices I get and there's been just this morning about half a dozen youth groups around the country uh, of very poor working class communities who are meeting uh, who set out send out notices on Facebook and others and their meetings are looking at their role and 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 and, and the, the plight that they are facing. Mm. So there is that happening. There is the stadiums. There, there, and there are also, unfortunately, lots of people who don't care anymore. All right. Um, now that's where we're going to leave it with you, uh, Umar Bacha. Let's hear from Professor Itumeleng Musala. Well, I think we should restore the role of schools and churches and community halls. Those were the sites of struggle uh, in the years leading to 76, in 76 and post-76. I think it is a tragedy um, that those particular places and sites no longer play a role. So young people in schools, in churches, in communities, in actual spaces where 76 happened, Mm. that's what we should restore activity at and let reflections take place there. We need young people to make history. They can't assume that history has already happened and the the door is closed. They must make history now. Thank you so much. Mbulelo Musi? Well, I think topical issues must be how do all of us create employment? How do all of us create a a situation where cultural activities take place that are going to ensure that they enrich our history? How do we ensure that we engage in workshops? How do we ensure on topical issues that are facing the youth that we all deal with them so that we can advise government and work together in partnership to solve the issues facing the youth of today for a better tomorrow? Well, to our panel this morning, thank you so much for your participation, as well as uh, to our listeners. And I must just uh, say that, you know, uh, hopefully uh, we will all go out and make this day uh, one that, you know, is worth our while and worth the while of young people so that they know what this day was actually all about and will continue to be about for many generations to come. Right now, though, it is just after nine and time for news with Anne Musa.